This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. UAW President Sean Fain says the union is going to target all the non-union automakers in the U.S. and recruit their workers to join them. After nearly 40 years of failing to organize any of the transplants, the union clearly needs a different strategy. And Fain told Reuters, quote, we're going to find creative ways to get to workers. Foreign automakers and EV startups like Tesla and Rivian play a significant role in the U.S. auto industry. Collectively, they have 25 large manufacturing facilities that make things like engines, transmissions, stampings, and moldings for final assembly. And there are more under construction. All told, the transplants and startups employ about 128,000 hourly workers, compared to about 146,000 auto workers who are UAW members. So if the union can figure out how to organize them, it could practically double its membership of auto workers. It's really hard to make money selling EVs. Even companies that are doing better than others at selling electrics are struggling. Polestar sold about 42,000 vehicles through the first nine months of the year, but it says it doesn't expect to break even on EVs until 2025. The good news for Polestar is it only sells one model right now. So with several more models in the pipeline, it has a chance of meeting its targets. The Polestar 3 and 4 are expected to enter production this year and next. And while Polestar says it needs an estimated $1.3 billion until it hits that break-even point in 2025, It's getting a cash infusion of $450 million from parent companies Volvo and Geely to help build those new models. By our rough calculation, Tesla didn't start turning a profit until it was making about 80,000 vehicles a quarter. Since Polestar will be selling more expensive vehicles, it won't have to make that many to turn a profit, and it hopes to sell 155,000 to 165,000 EVs a year by 2025. About a month ago, reports came out that Ford and Hyundai are getting gigacasting machines from the same company that supplies them to Tesla. Those reports also said another unnamed premium automaker in Europe was getting some presses, and now we know who it is. Volvo is buying two 9,000-ton presses from IDRA to use at a new billion-dollar factory in Slovakia. The large castings these machines make combine several, sometimes hundreds of parts together, which helps reduce manufacturing costs. Volvo's plant in Slovakia is expected to start making its next-gen EVs around 2026 and will eventually have the capacity for 250,000 vehicles a year. The European Union is backing off a proposal for stricter vehicle emissions. Lawmakers are keeping rules in place to limit nitrous oxide, particulate matter, and carbon monoxide for cars, but they voted to weaken NOx limits for trucks and delay the rules for cars for three years. The proposal originally wanted the new regulations to go into effect in 2025. Automakers in several countries opposed the original rules, because they said it would be too costly. And they argued that since the EU will ban the sale of new ICE vehicles starting in 2035, that automakers should focus on investing in electric vehicles instead of trying to make ICE vehicles more efficient. 
There's growing concern over low-cost Chinese EVs flooding foreign markets. Over in Europe, an investigation was launched to potentially slap tariffs on Chinese-made EVs sold in the region, which would help protect European automakers. And now in the U.S., a group of bipartisan representatives sent a letter to the Biden administration urging it to increase the tariff on Chinese-made vehicles, which is currently at 25%. They also want to prevent Chinese automakers from exporting vehicles to the U.S. from Mexico. And like Europe, this is an effort to protect the U.S. auto industry. And while lawmakers want to restrict the number of Chinese vehicles sold in the country, Reuters reports that Chinese automaker Geely's premium brand Zeker is moving forward with an IPO in the U.S. The company is expected to reveal details about its plans sometime this week, and its shares could start being traded within weeks of the announcement. Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley are reportedly underwriting the IPO. And it's not stopping at the U.S. Zeker also announced plans to expand into Europe as well. A number of automakers, including Tesla, Volkswagen, Stellantis, and Renault, are all developing low-cost EVs that are expected to be introduced in the next few years. And a big reason they'll be able to do that is because battery prices are expected to fall significantly. According to Goldman Sachs, battery prices are expected to drop to $99 per kilowatt hour by 2025, which is 40% lower than prices in 2022. And Goldman estimates that battery prices will fall an average of 11% per year from 2023 until 2030. A big reason for the drop is because battery raw material prices have tumbled this year. As we reported earlier in the week, lithium is down 70%, nickel has fallen 40%, and cobalt is down too. And they're expected to remain low because supplies are higher than demand. So that's why automakers are confident they can develop low-cost EVs right now. Chrysler's sad little lineup of only two vehicles is going to grow to three, and that vehicle is going to be electric. Brand CEO Christine Fuel said its next model will be a purely electric crossover in 2025, and it will be inspired by the airflow concept. That's a bit surprising, because head of design Ralph Gilles said earlier this year, the vehicle wouldn't have anything to do with what we've seen from the airflow so far. So we'll be interested to see what this model looks like. But it is going to have to change at least a little bit, because the concept was based on the current Pacifica platform, while the actual production vehicle is based on the Stella Large platform. And speaking of the Pacifica, Fuel also said... The hybrid version of the minivan will be sticking around until the end of the decade. One of the Mustang's more iconic packages is making a comeback for the new generation pony car. Ford revealed the new GT California Special, which is highlighted by bright blue accents both inside and out. My favorite touch is the repeating California Special script on the black stripe that runs along the lower part of the body. From a distance, it just looks like a subtle pattern. The original Mustang GT California Special was made in 1968. It didn't make a comeback until 2007, but it's been offered on every generation Mustang since then. 
And a quick reminder that AutoLine After Hours goes live this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. John and Gary are going to try and find out if we're reaching the end of affordable cars. But that's a wrap for today. Thanks for joining us. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. At Tajin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs. Because frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves.